Damon's at Nolor in a weird love triangle. Yeah. These calculated substitutions we were talking about this whole time, and he never had an opportunity to really go after the, the defenders. I mean, if he's really <laughs> calling the shots, I'm sure okay, the guy didn't took the ball say. out. I think that if you had three Barella on this team, you will win the Champions <laughs> League. Don't get me started. Ask me why I'm happy. Not now, later, when, <laughs> when it's your turn. Go ahead, Pete. A lot of energy. A lot of energy. No, make the introduction. No introduction for me. Yesterday I felt uh, derubato. All right, let me do the introduction. May I, uh, yeah, uh, your, your Highness or whatever? Okay. Your Highness. <laughs> okay. Uh, welcome everybody to the uh, to the new episode of uh, um, our podcast, our favorite uh, show. It's called the uh, IFTV Podcast. And That's what uh, it's called? Yeah. Oh. Okay. So uh, I'm going to introduce my guest today. The guest that we see on the table and the guest that we don't see at the table because mm -hmm. they're just as important as, uh, as the one that you actually get to see on the camera. Okay, so uh, our uh, producer uh, over here is uh, on my left is uh, Enrico Bocca di Fuoco, That's true. which stands for Maru Fire, <laughs> and it's from Pozzallo. <laughs> it's a paisan of Jobaron. Another another is it the producer? It's Mr. Producer, yeah, executive producer. Next, the producer. Next oh, okay. to him, next to next to him, we have a regista. Yeah, you like it's another Pozzallo, it's another uh, paisan of Jobaron. It's a it's a Jobolino. Jobolino. Uh, let me just say something that Enrico is an AC Milan fan and Joe is an Inter fan. Nice. But, you know, they don't hate each other. They, they just, they have the they cousins. Yeah. They live they cousins, place. yeah. Then we have Nick Molinari, which is Mr. our uh, uh, director of a production. Mr. Can, Molinari. Mr. Molinari. And uh, his beautiful girlfriend over there, Sam. Say hi, Sam. Just say hi. Even though we don't see you on the camera, just say hi. She said hi. And then uh, on my left over here, the, the bald guy over here is Peter Ucurto. The other bald guy. Yeah. PC. For the for the friends PC mm. and then uh, <laughs> never called you that once in our life. Yeah. <laughs> Why? I did. I did actually. I did. And then we have GM over here, Gaetano Mestina, the general manager. General manager. And then Eminem over here for uh, for. Uh, you used to call me differently. Uh, yeah, don't, don't, I cannot say that on uh, on a what live podcast. Okay. The commandante. He used to be the commandante. <laughs> yeah. Then we have Eminem over here, and then we have uh, MK over here uh, uh, on my left. Michael or, Kors. Yeah. Michael Kors, or uh, for uh, <laughs> AKA Il Greco. Uh -huh. And then your best friend over here, of course, Antonio. <laughs> Yeah, so how much sugar you put in espresso? Yeah, it's a lot. Of it was not well an espresso. It's not, it was not an espresso. It what is a, it? It was a shot of the Pozzalese's uh, uh, oh, oh, mandarino. Oh, he spiked it or something. That's you spiked it or something. You had a different kind of energy. Did you spike it something? Did you yeah, put something pro on? Producer. <laughs> Mr. Producer, can you give him another shot? <laughs> no. You're cut off. You're cut off. Okay. So, Marco, I'll, I'll give you the honor to introduce the, uh, the, the topics over here. Uh, just go ahead. What do you guys want to start with? Before we, we start, can I say that um, some of your fans, uh, some of the uh, ones I watch the podcast say that every time that AC Milan loses, you don't show up. So I'm glad that you here wow. today. Wow. I got to tell you, okay. today, oh, yeah, I'm happy. Thing. I'm happy for that. But it's not true. But I'm happy that you said that because I'm going to... You, were, I, you missed you missed last week. I think that's why. I right? did. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> I, is that why? You're, you're did I running. That? I, I didn't say that. I think oh. you just didn't want to show up. No, I was in New Jersey. That's why. Yeah. I was shopping yeah. for tires. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can prove it to you. Same way you went Home Depot. I can prove it to you. I can prove it to you. So what's the topic number one? What do you guys want to talk about first? Do we want to jump into let's it? Let's talk about Inter Juventus. Let's, uh, you want to save that? No, let's save oh, let's that save for a little bit. Uh, All right, then let me do that step. Let's first of all, a little, a little bit. bit um, guys, today is Joe Baron's birthday and it's our uh, our best friends. Joe, happy birthday. 
Okay. Auguri. Joe, happy birthday. I talked to you today, but oh, you know, I just told you now. I, I missed that. Uh, happy so birthday, Joe. Birthday to tell you the truth, everybody. I don't know anybody's birthday. So, uh, lovely. You don't know your happy son's birthday, birthday now. You don't know your son's birthday? Uh, family. Oh, okay. That's all. Uh, about the family, you know. He's not family. <laughs> <laughs> the Greek, he went a little bit off the track, but I would be What are American. you drinking now? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Joe, you don't have a lot. Buon compleanno. Happy birthday. All right? Happy birthday, yeah. Joe. Why don't we, why we start with work? the other derby? Let's start with, uh, with yeah. the derby della capitale. Mm-hmm. Let's start with all the derby della right. capitale. Uh, Lazio Roma. There was, there was not a lot of football played in this game when you watched it. It usually is like that. It's very, it's, it's all nerves, fight. back and forth, yellow cards, red cards, uh, players and Red all. cards during the game and after, after the, game. the game. Yeah, exactly. To assistance also, but yeah, it's also a fire. I think Roma was not yeah. going to have a coach with the amount of red cards that their assistant uh, coaches got. But it's a weird, weird game because like you, you know Lazio plays such a good style, right? So you think that you're going to get a lot of that movement, but it just doesn't become that. And then when there's a red card... After 30 minutes to Ibanez, uh, you know, the game really gets killed off. We could discuss that, but I want to say a lot of credit to Lazio. Man, they, you know, this is a team that they're fighting consistently in the top, right? They're second place because Inter didn't win. They're continuing on the streak, and I feel like last year we saw moments that Lazio had, but in the big games, they would not be able to have this killer instinct. They would not <clears> be able to win win matches. And when you see them play, what's so impressive, you think a Saudi team, oh, they're just going to go forward. They're going to attack um, but defensively, they're so solid. I believe it's 16 clean sheets now from a Saudi team. So they're able to adapt themselves to also defend well, be compact, even without Chido Mobile, who's usually their top goal scorer. This guy, Zakanya is doing incredible. Nine goals this season. Wish he was in the Italian national team because I think he could provide a lot. But, oh, wow. Yeah. Incredible job from Lazio. They play good. I mean, I, I had them. They were my favorites to win this uh, derby, despite despite uh, if Lazio play well or not. But overall, the season, they've, they've been improving, especially from the beginning of the season. During these derbies, I just feel like they always put an extra gear. They're a little bit more tougher. They fight more. They got that extra grinta that they always show. This year, against you're Ro- Yeah, this year. I mean, there's a ba- back-to-back uh, derby wins. First time they've done against that since 2011. Roma. So, but, but all top to them because it was 1-0, but it could have been 2 or 3. They dominated the game towards the end. They could have scored another one, and Roma were kind of relying on that counterattack to try to equalize. So, I feel like Mourinho kind of got his tactics wrong on that, uh, on that end. But Lazio kept sending waves and waves in attack, and I think it was unfortunate that they didn't, they didn't win more based on how they played. Yeah, but the red card changes a lot. It does, of when- course. You're down to 10 men. That's kind of what you have to do. You have to sit back and wait for your, your opportunity to strike. Mm-hmm. Lazio, I mean, listen, they're, they're in second place uh, right behind this impressive Napoli. Is it more, uh, you know, the fact that aside from Napoli, everyone's been pretty mediocre? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you know, not to compare them to, to Inter, but Inter has not have nine losses this year, which anybody that wants to win Champions League, or um, aside from winning Champions League, <clears throat> get into Champions League, Usually with nine losses, you're you're out of this fourth spot race. Um, but you have to tip your hat to Sari, where I think the biggest accomplishment this year is the fact that his defense has been so impressive. And I think uh, we talked about it in the past, but Provedel has just been remarkable as a goalkeeper, made some great saves even yesterday. And, you know, it's, uh, it's a Lazio team that we can't get our... Our pulse on them because they have these great games mm. and then some poor games and then obviously within 
conference league, they bow out of the conference league where they should not saying they should destroy the other team, but they should they should have went through to the next round. Sadi, I don't think I'm wanted to. Uh, I guess hear so. his comments. Like that's the one thing I hold on Sadi, and and I get the idea of having to manage a squad, you know. But the fact that he says, you know, we don't have a deep enough team to be able to play in the conference yeah. league and said, yeah, and he says I'll choose the derby over. Uh, conference league it's just annoying because i feel like everyone else all the other teams they all have this mentality of going out in europe and you see look at the look at the we have six teams that are in all european competitions we should have had seven it should have been pretty easy to have had seven and i think the rest of them the rest of those coaches they value europe they see it as an asset they see it as a place that they can make money that they can get to a higher stage that's really the biggest draw to say is when you see the teams win in europe so i wish they would be able to get past that but I, you know what I, I can, just to play devil's advocate, like with Sarri, this Lazio team in second place, winning Conference League is not going to match what they're able to do as far as getting a Champions League but spot. But do you really need to choose? They, it's not so much choosing, but I think that they are overachieving, potentially. They are overachieving Serie Roma, even though they're in the mix, people were maybe expecting a little bit more or, or more continuity. And then, you know, same thing with Inter, Milan, Fiorentina, all these other teams. They, like, really need that European competition to actually make it a, a successful season. You think that's what it is? I'm not saying that's what it is, but, I'm like I said, just playing devil's advocate where, you know, Sarri really, by him getting second place, is a lot better, maybe, than yeah. potentially winning conference league. I'm not sure. But as far as numbers... Definitely getting Mon second money place, wise. money wise. Yeah, for you, sure. You get a lot more, and then next year you're going to be in Champions League compared to winning the conference. But even League. being top four, I think if we said Olazzo uh, will be top four in the beginning of the season, start would be like, whoa, that, that's incredible. Mm -hmm. So even if they secure a top four finish, I think it's a successful season for Lazio. Well, massively successful. So yes. regard, uh, regardless massive, of yes. them bowing massive. out to Nobody, uh, the conference league I mean, earlier, no one had uh, Lazio. Not one person. I know even Napoli was a we team that no Napoli. one had. Yeah. No, nobody has Napoli, but there was but, zero yeah. chance that we had Lazio. But getting yeah. back to you, because you said that uh, Roma played a counterattack. You know, when you get a record, they, I don't understand these coaches. Most of the time, you're going to lose the game. And what they do, the first thing that they do is they take a forward out and they play with one uh, forward. They defend. Why? Yeah. You're going to lose the game anyway. That's Why what you I'm play saying. With play so more what, dangerous. So what do you do? I mean, you could play the four, you know, play a little bit more uh, four, three, two, skip two, two uh, forwards up there. But they were parking the bus. The, they but play with one. So what they do is... doesn't change that much. They park the bus. That's what they do. And they play very defensive. And maybe... We can get a tie out of the game. Exactly. But that's how Roma play either way. I was not about to much, say it. No, but Roma, honestly, yeah. but I not, not to this extent. They're, they're missing a player, and then they the, end up taking yeah, out Dybala at halftime. Yeah. But for the yeah, most part, their approach has been that. and that's what, Okay, and, but I'm talking right now, taking... Okay, but you had Dybala there with Bellotti. Now, you, you know, you're taking... Even the ball out, and they have one. No, the ball, the ball out at halftime. My, my, I mean, you were sure that the game was over. The only way that Roma were going to score is a set piece. Well, the way they went out, yeah. But that's how they always play. But not to that extent, though. Listen, yeah, they do play a little bit I more always, defense. But they were even but saying, more saying that, bad. Saying that they're tight and you back. the last thirty minutes. Can, can I finish you my Roma point? Yeah, let him finish. Yeah, can yeah, I finish no. my point? Of course. My point is that you take another forward out. It's like you park the bus. Yeah. So what I have, uh, what I would like to see first of all. The guy he threw himself on the ground even before he was touched. He, he was looking for the Milinkovic yellow card. Yeah. The, the I, second I, one? Yeah, the second one. I think he already <clears throat> was diving. But why Why can't you replace the record? Why can't you have another player go in? You have a record, the guy goes out, bring somebody yeah, else in. But no, I'm saying change the rule. 
Yeah, we talked about this. Ch change the, change it because you're ruining the game. Yeah. You always, if you're playing with 10 players, the game is you park the bus, every, you take yeah. another four without. Watch. It happens in the World yeah. Cup, it happens in Serie A, yeah. it happens in the Champions. You take it and you just play defensive the whole game. It's hard to watch. There's no yeah. other sports where you play with one less. The guy gets thrown out, you replace you him, him with somebody penalty. else. Or give him a penalty of 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and then you, you get somebody yeah, back. Okay, well, was it a red card? Did anyone agree with the red card? Uh, I don't agree with I, the second, the second one. No, the second, uh, the second yellow was not uh, sold out. It's very stupid from uh, from Ibanez, yeah, though. Yeah. I have to say, two yellow cards in midfield. The first one, thinking. the first one, I think is even more dumb. The first yeah. yellow card because yeah. he kicks the guy that's going absolutely yeah, yeah. nowhere. Yeah, it's a midfield. But he and Grella made this point to me. It wasn't me that thought about it. He said, "What he's doing on that play because you're six minutes in, he thinks you get away with the first one." Right? They're not yeah. going to give you a yellow card on but the first one. But guess what? You got yeah, a yellow on the first it. one. And you think you're going to be smart enough to not even get yourself into the challenge. On the second one, I do feel like he pulls out Ibanez. Yeah. And Milinkovic-Savic is like rolling into yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do understand, and we've seen it given, that yeah, that yeah. does go to the second yellow card. I'm not saying I like it. Yeah. I don't like it. But we've seen that given, but, and I can understand yeah, why. Ibanez should know better than that. To get to the point that you were making before, you know, you you're losing, you're losing. Just yeah, why don't you take a, a chance? A I, we're not talking I, no, no, about no, no, changing no, no, the rules. No, I'm talking about the game itself right now. I'm not talking about the rules. What would you have done different? Roma is the style of play that they play. They just wait and then they counter attack. Whether uh, you know uh, they went down to ten people, whether they were uh, up even eleven or eleven, like Marco said before, that's a Roma styles of playing. But you, there's nothing you, much not you're going to change. Okay, I you, disagree with Dybala taking out Dybala. You're taking mm -hmm. the best player out know, of the game. I, I agree with it you. It happens all the time. It happened with Baggio over here in the World Cup. What happened? They took the best player out of the game. It, that's it. I want to go there to yeah. see Baggio, and you take me Baggio out. Yeah. But what kind of, what kind of uh, you know? But that, that tells you the stupidity of this Mourinho that you guys say you 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 put him on the top of the pedestal. I mean, if he's really <laughs> calling the shots, I'm sure okay, the guy didn't took the ball out. I, I was gonna say something else. I mean, obviously the rule change is, is a suggestion, and, it's a suggestion. and I think and I think it's it's valued where, you know, you're gonna lose this the the spectacle of the game. Right, because by by playing with the ten men, automatically you're gonna have to have this yeah. defensive yeah, approach. Sacrifice. But he, another thing that I, I that I think about is for a second yellow, should the standard be higher, knowing that yeah. you're gonna get the red card? It usually is. In the Do back you of get away with more? Like it should I, be on the rule book. It's not, but I think most of the referees say yeah. is, they're not yeah. gonna give the same yellow yeah. card that they gave but the first a, time. That's the same logic as what I said for the first one, right? Yeah. Usually the first foul is not really yeah. is not really. But a then yellow again, Ibanez should know too. But I should have put myself in that position if I'm on a yellow. He's done it multiple yeah. times, and that's yeah. my problem with Ibanez is that I feel like in some of these big games, you know he's a little bit nervous or they, he's a little bit tense in these games and you need to be calm in a derby and they they lend themselves towards that style. I think that you have to live and die by your sword because Roma has won a lot of games by being more aggressive, by, you know, hitting their opponent. I mean, Mancini, you know, he got a, what happened with Keane and then it works in their favor where they get a, a red card. So it sort of is their character and it's their DNA and this sort of approach. I thought Roma was going to come out with more, but I think the red card completely changes it. And then, like I said, yeah. they had no opportunity. There's no way they're ever going to score a goal from open play against this Lazio side. The only way was they did get a goal. It was ruled off sides with, uh, with Smalling. It was an own goal, whatever it is. But yeah, it's tough. Once Dybala went off, you, yeah, you knew game, yeah, game over. over. Tammy Abraham is still uh, still cold, but again, not having that much service. But uh, like I said, not a beautiful game of football that was displayed, but oftentimes with these derbies, there's a lot of heart, there's a lot of emotion. Uh, congrats to Lazio because 
man, uh, the, the scenes afterwards too were, were absolutely crazy. Why don't we say something about Zaccagna? Because this guy here, he reminds me of Mertens when he was in Napoli and uh, he, he transformed his role. I think it was uh, I think it was Sarri that actually made Mertens play almost como una mezza punta. And then, line, the, yeah. yeah. And then this guy here went up scoring so many goals for... Uh, for uh, He's good on the left side, yeah. He right. beats his man every so time. This guy he has another here, chance or two. A, on, on the one on one, he just dribbles. He's not afraid, even making mistakes. And uh, the vast majority of the time, he finds himself, uh, you know, one on one with the goalkeeper, and uh, he makes, uh, you know, he, he pays but high dividends. He has nine goals, by the way. A poor man's Chiesa, because even his style and his approach to to taking the man on mm. and having this like relentless engine right he's always going in trying to press and stuff so and he's not called up to the national team is it because uh, still because of the Zaniolo what yeah, I was situation. reading I don't know how true this is or not it's uh, I think Republica was the one that was talking about it. I thought it was that yeah. I thought it was he him and Zaniolo are in a weird love triangle yeah. with uh with this girl who had a baby and all this stuff yeah they had what? problems before in the past that was the reason I why know that. what they say now is that Zakani and uh Lazzari right Lazzari Lazzari, Lazzari. Lazzari. Was it him? I, I think so. They uh they both tried to pull out of an Italian training camp one time with uh -huh. an injury, and after doing tests, they saw that they weren't really injured, but they still wanted to go back. What do you say? No, 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 you, no, you're no, getting no. me worried now. But they have this long no, triangle, no. him and and, and Zaniolo. No, I'm this guy said, not. Show he doesn't me. know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> what does that have to do with? Uh, he has to do it because uh, you know it's no, the concept. Uh, uh, I, I never quoted this thing here. Yeah, I thought he was like, show me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a love circle. Yeah, oh the producer Enrico is looking it up right now. Look at hey, it. Hey. <laughs> I want to see what's going on with this love triangle. <laughs> love triangle. So anyway, Mr. they Producer, anyway, they, Producer, they, they, say, they say that uh, because Zakani tried to pull out of a training camp one time, uh, Mancini didn't appreciate it, and for those disciplinary reasons, makes it's the reason why. I don't know though. We'll we'll see. Mm. You want to talk about the Italy clubs too? Uh, why not? The a lot of players missing. Obviously, some didn't call up. Like I said, Zakani was one of the mm. big ones. Uh, Zaniolo, Locatelli, Locatelli, and Mancini. But Locatelli, there's he just had a kid. I think that was part of the yeah. reason why. Mm. This is not an excuse. It's. <laughs> I, hey, you, I didn't say you, that's a reason. I said I think that's why. Oh. What? These are the the ones that were not called. So Zaccani, Zaniolo, Locatelli, Mancini, uh, Bastoni, Raspadori, and Vicario. Well, those were not are injured. Yeah, but I'm Bastoni, just saying. Raspadori and, and, and yeah, total, they were not called. Vicario, yeah. and I think Provedella ends up pulling out of uh, the team as well oh, because yeah. he was sick. He wasn't even supposed to play the derby. Wow. The new addition. <laughs> so are pretty interesting. Uh, Retegi mm -hmm. is the new guy. He plays in Argentina at Tigre. He's got six goals in six games. And I've been told by some people that follow, that actually watch Argentinian football like daily. He's on loan from Boca Juniors. He says he is very annoyed. He's Argentinian. Argentina have all the talent in the world in a striker position. He is so annoyed that Italy is calling him up and that Argentina didn't call him up because he said that he's a real deal. He said he's the best number nine that they have in Argentina right now. He said he's very powerful. I think he's very, he didn't say this. I read that he's a very powerful, strong uh, center forward, number nine. Uh, like Mancini said, they have to take all options at this so point. He was called by the Italian national team? He's called by the Italian national team. He accepted the call. He wanted the call. Immobile has been out injured. A lot of our players Immobile. are not Nobody available. Nobody Immobile anyway. Nyonto, Kamaka, and him are, and Chiesa are really the only guys that are that are available yeah. and playing, playing regularly. I'm excited, and honestly, I, I appreciate Mancini looking outside yeah. of uh, some yeah. of the top leagues to try to you know find the solution to our problem. Hmm. And his grandfather's from Canicati, from my oh. dad's town. Yeah, yeah, in Sicily. Oh, yeah, wow. maybe you're related. Nice. Reach out. Yeah, he's never reach out. I just read. Yeah, he's got better hair than you, though. To be honest, uh, okay. so maybe he's got better looking hair than him. Yeah, I hope okay. so. <laughs> what do you mean you hope so? 
Pete, why you shave? You're not, you're not supposed to shave. No? No. no. Just I'll keep it, get, I'll keep get some of the beard and just wrap it around oh, like wow. that. I wrap it around. So my kids that got hurt, right? Kids that was a yeah, kids that oh, kids oh, oh yeah, news. you're right. Kids that got, got hurt. This was yeah. this was a couple of days before. Ah, okay. Yeah, no. he's probably not going to be there as well. That's what true. about that that guy Grifo from um, uh, Friedberg? Mm. Yeah, Grifo from Friedberg. What about Sicilian? I think he's part of the squad. Oh, right? I think he called him. Let me see. No, Grifo's not in. He's not there. No. All right. Oh wait, he is forward. He's there. Yeah, yeah. I don't see. What's the next topic? Nyonto is really the guy yeah, that uh, need, I want to see Nyonto. I want to see Nyonto. Yeah, He's mean, been doing great at Leeds. Skamanka, Skamaka hasn't done anything with West Ham. They're in relegation zone right now. Mm. And he's like in a scout, scoring drought. He changed his agents. Like, yeah, he's not looking too the, good. He the, wants striker to come back had, to the striker ahead of him has been on fire though, right? Yeah, so it's hard for him to get Also, the games that he's played, time. he hasn't no. really adjusted into the Premier League. So, okay. you know who else is missing? I realized too. Fagioli and Miretti. Yeah. With the youth teams, I mean, come on. They're playing amazing. This guy, this guy Fagioli, at some he's game legit, yesterday. Yeah. He's legit. And the, the guy looked like a, a vet, not, not veteran. I mean, he was even hitting the ball with his heel. He passed yeah. the ball back. He looked good. He looked good. He was the most impressive player. He doesn't the lose the ball. And guess what? He's got the ball. Guess who got this kid here on the, on the squad? Nan Allegri. It was Pirlo. Pirlo believed on this kid here and he brought him, he brought him in. And then as soon as Allegri came in, he, put, he benched him, he benched him, and then out of necessity, he just, uh, because someone I mean, was injured, he got him back into the squad. This guy is playing ahead of Paredes. He's much better than Paredes, who's hands a, down. Who's a walk-up winner. Barenechea even plays over Paredes. Huh? Barenechea even plays off over Paredes. Paredes mm. is so far out of Allegri's plans. I mean, he came in, he yeah. gets a red card. But I want to say, let's talk about Fagioli for a second, because Mike, he was the most impressive player on the night. And, and I know some people are like, you know, he wasn't, he did what he always does or what he's been doing. But I think when you do it in a derby, when you do it in a derby d'Italia under that much pressure, under that spotlight, it's different. You know, it shows that he's got the character to play in those sorts of matches. My only thing is, and this is a, a bigger topic, but like when they played against Napoli and he had the ability to take him off and to put different players in, that's when Allegri pulled him out because he didn't think he had it for the big games. So I want to see him play in these sorts of high-level moments because for me, he does not look out of place. He looks like one of the better midfielders in the entire team. All right, I know you've been asked to do publicity for your Juventus because you're a Juventus fan and all the stuff. But now let's go talk about the game. The game that... Uh, I didn't bring up Fagioli. Oh, well, you did, uh, you know. He's, but, a, he, yeah. he's, a, he's not a Juventus fan anyway. I like so. how he goes around. Hands down. So why don't we talk about the game? Because there is part of me that, liked that, that I liked that game and part of me that I didn't like the game. So yeah. now, your father asked me before why I looked so happy despite the fact that AC Milan lost against a lousy Udinese team that is almost on relegation zone. We went up losing. No, they're not. They're almost there. No, they're not. Well, they're we lost Now, let zone. let me answer the question they're, to they're you. They're the opposite of relegation Let me zone. answer the question to you, okay? You asked me why yeah, I'm so happy. I think you're asking yourself the No, 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 My best buddy, Joe. No one asked the question. My best buddy, Joe. I thought I was your best buddy. Huh? No, you're not my best buddy, Mike. <laughs> my best buddy called me all the stress. I said, Anto, do you think it's right what's going on over here? I thought you wanted to start with the game. No, I'm talking about the game right now. He's talking He's about, talking about the episode buddy. that I changed the game. That it was the game. The game was the, the goal that you went to score and then it was not reviewed the proper way. I'm not sure if intentionally or unintentionally. And the, the, the game turned into a win for Juventus. But, but that... The part that I'm, makes me happy is that Inter didn't move further up into the stands 
on AC Milan. So technically, we didn't lose much ground except for Lazio because Roma lost, Inter lost, and we we lost. So the only one that won it was uh, it was our uh, our friends over here, Gaetano and, and you and Napoli. So they didn't change much He's for not us. Not a Lazio fan. So anyway. So congrats to Can you guys for the, the win. No, we're talking about the game. That was. Tell me if the game, if the goal was a regular goal for you. Okay, let's let's actually discuss. What, let's discuss what this. Uh, <clears throat> so the moment, I guess we're starting with that. We usually don't start with that. We usually talk about the game and then, and That's then we okay, get into but it. But this time it's an ex, a, 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 <laughs> no it's problem. an exception that you have. The, the exception to the rule is because the game was key, and maybe this is the key that is going to take Inter uh, off the, the the Champions League. Uh, uh, you know. Uh, you know, fights. I think that might go down. So the goal that Juventus scored, there was a lot of controversy. Obviously, it took four minutes for VAR to review it because of the the potential handball on three occasions. Um, for me, it seemed pretty clear, even on the first replay, that it hits Rabiot's uh, outer elbow right here. The official wording from the from the VAR and what we we all went through the newspapers before we check Gazeta, Corriere, and Tutto Sport. They yeah. all say that there was not a clear image because Vlaovic is blocking it from the VAR to determine if it was a handball on Rabiot or if it was a handball on Vlahovic afterwards. For me, I saw it and it seemed pretty clear that the ball hits his elbow, Rabiot's elbow. I mean, yes, afterwards Vlaovic blocks it, but it seemed like pretty common sense that you see it hitting his elbow and it leads directly to a goal. So for me, I thought the goal was going to be ruled off sides. Mm -hmm. But after four minutes of them reviewing it, they ended up giving the goal. It was pretty insane because when we saw the replay, we're like, oh, okay, they're taking away. And then I was like, why is it taking so long? And then we're questioning ourselves, like, it shouldn't take that long. It was pretty obvious. And then they ended up giving it, and we're all kind of surprised. But at the end of the day, for common sense-wise, even though you can't entirely see it, you can pretty much, with context clues, know that it was a handball. It was handball. You That's didn't even need the VAR to go look for something like that. On I my naked eyes, when I saw the, the play, I said, That's handball. To be fair, you can't see anything. You need I, your glasses to see. No, like two no, feet those things from far, I can see better. Good from far, but far from good. <laughs> so, but I can see. It. Is that your motto? Yeah. So I can see. I was. I didn't need the bar to show me. It was a clear end ball. Pete, what do you well, think? As much as I hate Inter, let me finish. As much as I hate Inter, I don't want them to go down that way. You know what I mean? What's fair is fair. I mean, not that I like Juventus. Don't get me wrong. But uh, yeah, you know. But if, uh, was a hand ball. but if you had to choose, it's better that Inter. Lost. Yeah, it's better that Inter lost. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh. Joe. But that doesn't take away that we're best friends, Joe. Okay, all right. Talking about the episode, I think there's potentially three handballs oh in in the whole action because you have Rabiot who extends his arm. Uh, you see it brush his arm. Now, I that's what doesn't. That's what I don't get. Like it's not conclusive. Everyone says it's not conclusive, but you can see that the ball change direction. Even slightly, even slightly, it's a handball at that point because you're looking to play the ball and you, you're you playing the ball again. Another thing that I've noticed, and I don't know if it's just me overthinking it, but Vlahovic, when he's going to set up to chest the ball, by Rabio going in, yeah. he doesn't see it or the ball maybe is deflected just slightly that it goes and hits his arm instead of hitting it into his mm -hmm. chest, which can potentially be that Rabio did touch it and the ball did slightly move going after to touch his arm, where it does clearly show that it touches his arm. What they, I guess, were, were looking at was, was it in a natural position, which I thought on a goal-scoring opportunity, there is no such thing as natural position. If the ball touches your arm, 
it's but that wasn't not even, a goal. That wasn't even the reason. I don't know. Way. I don't know. I'm, no, the reasoning I'm looking was that they couldn't conclude. Yeah. Like the VAR had no clear images. But how does that ball not hit his arm? Clearly, yeah. Vlahovic get. Uh, you know, Rabiot looks evident that it slightly touched, brushes his arm, and it should be that the handball. Then Vlahovic, when he's going to chest the ball, hits his arm, and then when Vlahovic gets the ball again, mm-hmm. they showed that the ball is controlled by his midriff, and then. Slightly Bang. touches his arm, bicep, which right? is also a way for him to handle the ball and have an advantage to get the ball down and and to yeah. To but Pete, to rub, to rub salt into the wounds, Marco. His his momentum was forward toward to the net. It's not that it was with his back against the net. Yeah. So his momentum is, is bringing him forward. He's touching the ball. Yeah. He's getting closer to the net. Exactly. And it's, it's, it's not that, you, a, you know, it's the ball a, is with his back on the net. All right, we all agree. It's a handball. We're, we're all in agreement. So, Pete, Let's it went wrong the, for you. Let's talk, wrong. let's talk about the game now. So don't you have to apologize? I didn't do anything. What I just doing? said it was a handball, Anto. So if you are all the Juventus fan, they should go online and say, listen, <laughs> the game was was unjustly won from us and we apologize and we should be giving the three, bo- the three yeah. points or maybe the three points back no, to Inter no, or maybe you, to 0-0 zero, zero, to set up for one to, point. You should go talk to VAR and yeah. tell them that they told her that it was inconclusive. So you got to go talk to them. Okay, let's talk about the game. <laughs> I will be firing all of those guys from the bar. <laughs> I'm talking to them. I don't need to talk. You just fire all them. Right, That's it. Let's talk the about the game. Besides that episode, which the goal definitely determines how the game goes, because we know for both of these teams, yeah. when they score first, uh, f- they usually go on to win just because it plays into their style. Juventus score mm-hmm. one goal. They sit back, they defend, and I think they did a great job after that. You know, like, mm-hmm. character-wise, mm-hmm. we've seen this team crumble at times. We've seen that Juventus side crumble. They were very content with the style that Inter were playing, where Inter, I mean, you guys have no, nothing else besides crossing the ball in, mm-hmm. and with even with Gatti, with uh, Bremer, and with Danilo, they love that. They take that all day long. So the style really lended itself towards Juventus's game. The ball's in the air. I thought Gatti showed a lot of grinta on that side. The midfield of Juventus looked great. Locatelli was was playing phenomenal. Fajoli, we already mentioned. Rabiot playing his part. Kostic, again, involved. Three goals. Uh, eight assists, I think, or nine assists at this point. Um, phenomenal. Phenomenal. Vlaovic didn't have a great game. Sule as well, who, who came in. So even without Chiesa, without Di Maria, Juventus were able to get this job done in a place where Inter, are, it's a fortress. You only lost to Empoli at home, and you lost to Roma at home. And no ties. So those are the only real results that you didn't get your way. So I think from Juventus' side, uh, they played a great match mm-hmm. uh, up until that point. No other real chances that I can remember. But w- what did you think about the Inter? Because you must have been frustrated by them doing the same thing over Luka. and over again. Uh, well, I mean, this is a, a common criticism of this Inter team where we're very one-dimensional. When things work, we'll be able to score three, four goals. And when things don't work, we don't have another plan. We don't have another idea, something to to change the momentum of the game. I think uh, I was disappointed with two players in particular, uh, one being Lautaro, who usually steps up, but this game, it looks like his first touch was 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 lacking, and he never had an opportunity to really go after the, the defenders and create something. Only and, one goal in 10 games against Juventus. Yeah, so Lautaro. it's very, very poor. Um, and then, you know, Dumfries, for me, uh, has been poor this whole season. I think he has one assist the whole season, you know, which is a shame because Inzaghi's style of play is very similar to Conte. is all about that with play and all about getting that wing back into scoring uh, positions. And he's not doing it. And, you know, we were talking, Joe mentioned it too, where 
every time the ball gets to Dumfries, Dumfries' feet, it's always to come back. It's always to move the ball. And we had such a luxury with Hakimi where his speed and his technical ability, he would get that ball and he's going to go after mm. uh, the, the defender. And this is something that I've talked about over the past and then obviously the stats confirm it. Inter have no player, no players that go after the defender. Take a man on to create that numerical advantage, which is so important in this game. Um, especially with the Juventus team that we said it, those three guys, Bremer, Gatti, and Danilo, those guys are, are beasts in the box. They're going to win every header. They're going to go after every header. It's very hard to get a goal on these crosses. So you need that combination play. You need someone to be able to beat a man and then get that advantage at 2v1. The one time you so, did the combination between Lukaku and Barella, it worked. It worked. You got in behind. And, and yeah. you know, Barella hit the ball centrally. It is what it is, but it was an opportunity. You know, Barella also was one of the, the lively midfielders. How do you sub him? And he subs him Why? Oh my God! It what seems like it was a calculated substitution, where because he had a yellow card, he did not want to risk going down to ten men. Because the, the person to substitute, on my, from what I saw, <clears throat> and I think a, a lot of people agreed, was Brozovic, because yeah. Brozovic was slowing down this yeah. game. And you know, I can understand even having him start. That's not an issue. But then throughout, you know, as the game goes on, you got to notice that Brozovic is not keeping that tempo up. Put Mkhitaryan. Keep Barella in. He's Barella's in the game. Like he was the best midfielder yeah, on, was, on the game, was. you know. And just as time went on, we just were able to just cross the ball, cross the ball, cross the ball. Then even you know waiting too long to get Zeko into this game. You know, I'm not saying that he would have changed the game if he went in in the 60th minute, but let's change this formation. Let's try to figure out another way to make it work. Juventus were just happy to sit back and kind of shift from one side to another and just know that the ball's going to come in and across and we could defend in that. Juventus really had the, that one chance, the yeah. first chance that they had, they were able to score. Mm. You know, Dumfries was, uh, I don't know where to, to be seen. I mean, and the, def bad. the defending that on that goal for Dumfries that whole, he's, he's standing in front of Onana. That yeah, whole side, yeah. that, yeah. that, that whole side was poor. wide open. Yeah, very that. poor. Like, how, how do we evaluate this from oh Inzaghi? Because it's now nine losses yeah, in a season. I hate talking about Inzaghi. With, with the, <laughs> the, the momentum, the momentum going down. But at the same time, we they just qualified against Porto to yeah. the quarterfinals wow. of the Champions League. By the skin of their teeth. Okay, by the skin of their teeth. But they qualified. And Porto's a good team. I see people writing off Porto. And it's so annoying because look at Sporting, by the way, in Europa League. They knocked Arsenal out, yeah. first place in England. Penalties, Sporting yeah. is seven points behind Porto. Porto's a top team. The fact that Inter got through, only one goal, whatever, fine. They're doing great. They got to the next round of the Champions League. Yeah. So how do you evaluate point. his season between Champions League and this Serie A? I mean, I was, I think it was incredible that they managed to go through. I was nervous, especially at the end versus Porto. They had like three consecutive chances where I was like, oh my, I was having like heart palpitations. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe it. Maybe palpitation. Heart palpitation. Because I, I thought they were going to concede. But uh, <laughs> regardless. Right, so how do you evaluate? <laughs> even though they went through against Porto, this is good. The last, you know, the last eight in Champions League. I, I still think it's, un I mean, against Porto too, it was an unacceptable it was unacceptable how they played their performance. As a team like Inter, you're supposed to be commanding the game. I understand whatever uh, midweek game, looking forward for the weekend, Derby d'Italia, but mm -hmm. you got to be playing better than that. I give them credit for surpassing Porto, but against Juventus, man, lack of ideas, these calculated substitutions we were talking about this whole time, lack of creativity, the substitutions uh, coming too late, and 
I think you could have added another half an hour to this game. I don't think Inter were going to get a goal. They had a couple half chances here and there. But overall, this game looked like whoever scored first was going to defend the whole yeah. time. And it was just happens that Juve got the goal. It could have been the other way. Inter could have got the goal. And I think they would have been defending. And I understand they have some um, injuries. Well, Basco Bastoni, Skriniar out. So you had Gossens, too. Who finally out starting too. to do a little bit better, too. Yeah, yeah he yeah, got some momentum. But overall, I think Inzaghi's season has been summed up, for me at least, the past two, three months prior uh, to these games because he hasn't showed me that he can adapt and improve and change when he needs to change. He sticks. He's very hard-headed and he sticks to his ways and I'll live and die by this, which I don't think is good, especially in modern-day football. It just does not work like that. And the results, you can see for the results, that are pay, uh, he's paying for that. He, they should be much higher in the table. And to be honest... I feel bad for Inter fans because it's very hard to watch them play this season. Let me One. can I let me read the yeah. game for him because I want to pick up on what, what uh, Mike just said. First of all, I love to see Peter so miserable because of Inter <laughs> loss. I thought but he was your friend? No, my friend. Of course, he's my friend, but he's my enemy when it comes down to uh, to, to soccer. I think the camera going on to Zhang all the time is a symptom that there's something that is not right over there. Now we can blame maybe the, all the rumors about Brozovic leaving, about the screener that is already gone, about a couple other players that, that didn't buy into the project and then they're slacking off. Look, uh, Dumfries was one of the best players that Inter had last year. All of a sudden, this Dumfries is like a shadow of himself. So there's too many things that... Uh, they're not, they're not really contributing to the to the wellness of the soup. The soup doesn't taste, it tastes very bland. So you need to put the, the ingredients, so yeah, a little bit more salt, a little bit something that is gonna make, uh, you know, this thing here, this plate, this uh, recipe coming all together. But Inter right now, it's not doing the job. I think it's the- They're the, not doing it. The I, concentration levels of this team have been too up and down. So you can't go, even in the season, I don't know the exact numbers. I think it's like six. Was it sixteen? Uh, no, maybe less. 16. Eleven, eleven wins or twelve wins, and then nine, and then nine losses. Right? What's what's the exact number for Inter? So you have yeah, two draws. Yeah, you're, you're two draws. up and down. You know, and then when the game that you're trying to chase a win, we usually get the the goal against with the Spezia, for example. The first shot that every team takes, we 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 submit a goal. So that's a, a concentration problem, I feel, and then. You know, there's listen the the fact that Zhang has no money, the team has no money. They're not able. To, they're gonna lose out on Skriniar. They're gonna lose out on other players. Don't potentially. you think it's a contribution? It's, to this? There's also part of it. Did you have the number? No. What? Any thoughts? No, the concentration uh, to me that's uh, Limone. Yeah, that, that has to be with Limone. And I, I would love to ask uh, Grella a question. You know, this concentration of uh, how much that is the the coach. That influence on that to you me two draws. I should I should yeah, but the sixteen wins, two and nine. Sixteen two and nine. So to mm. me that's a that's a, a lot. Anyway, uh, I think that if you had three Barella on this team, you will win the Champions <laughs> League. Uh -huh. I mean, the guy is phenomenal. The guy does everything. He defends in midfield, and then he does the one-two with uh, Lukaku, and he takes a shot, a beautiful shot, which was if it was to each side, it would have been a goal. So. Yeah. The guy is. I loved. I love this kid. Yeah. I, I wish that uh, I there, had it. there would be a few more of him. But going to um, to Juventus, I thought uh, that's the game that Allegri plays. I thought that Gatti played a great game. I, I thought the defense, Chesney was unbelievable. Uh, the defense played really well. 
uh, everybody was fighting. I was impressed with Fagioli. Forget, I mean, the the guy played like a, he's been a veteran. He's been playing there forever. He had a heel pass back, like unbelievable. Sule, I mean, for for this kid, how old is this kid, Mike? I think nineteen. This kid is nineteen years old. So he starts sure. against the Derby of Italia. A very very he's playing away. There's midfielders on the bench. <laughs> That have won the World Cup, that have that are national team players, and this kid is starting the game. And you know what? He played well. I like him. I mean, I like he was too. he was everywhere. He got a little bit nervous was when he was inside the area. He yeah, had a couple of shots. Yeah, he should have taken a shot. Yeah. He, he, he had a, a couple of shots and he missed it. But with a little bit of confidence inside the area, this kid would have scored. Mm. He would have scored a goal. So no, I I was um, from the Juventus side. Uh, uh, they did the best that they could. And they're seven. They had they're seven points off of uh, Champions League, even mm-hmm. with the minus fifteen points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it's starting to look like they really could get into Champions League, even without the verdict, which is supposed to come out on April nineteenth. Yeah, you still what believe you, you still believe you're gonna get your fifteen <laughs> do, points back. What do you think about it? Uh, how many teams are in front of Juventus to get to the fourth place? Uh, three teams. It's not, if it was one team, I would have told you yes. One, uh, two, are the Milan's and fourth. So th- three, three teams. Yeah. Three teams to get to the fourth place. Yeah. Mm, it's tough. With three teams, it's tough. No, Inter or Milan, they're going to drop. The, the one thing, uh, you know, we've been very critical of Allegri. Um, and I don't think, uh, my opinion doesn't change on that side. But you have to say, for the moment that they're in, he's done a great job at handling the situation. Yes, with, definitely. You even look at Antonio Conte on one side, what's happening with him at Tottenham. Can you imagine if he was in this situation with Juventus, with the 15 points, with everything that's gone against him? Yeah, I think he would lose his hair again. Uh, but Allegri's one that stays calm. He's managed the team well. Um, he's put in the youngsters, whether it's because he's had to or, or not. Um, either way, I think... Uh, there's not many coaches who could have been in the right moment at the right time. And I think to give him credit, he deserves a lot of that credit to steer the ship. He does. And I want to say one thing about Allegri. And I went back and I went back and forth, back and forth. But did Allegri get a record? Because I didn't see him in the last five minutes on the on the, on the the sideline. He did not. He was did not he? there. He didn't get a record. He didn't get a record. He went to the locker room. Did he really? He yeah. went to the yeah, locker yeah. room. That's why they were praying over there. Yeah. <laughs> Because he said it was too much, it was too oh, stressful. Yeah, funny. I went back and forth because I didn't see him on the sideline. We've I seen said him that do that before a couple of times. He left. He went to the locker room. He said there was too much stress. He said the great, the team was playing great. They didn't need him on the sideline. Which, <laughs> I mean, you're the coach. Hello, <laughs> I think I would need English. you on the sideline. And then the the assistant coach with. Um, um, Mateo. With Mateo. They were holding hands <laughs> on the sideline. Wow. And one thing about this Juventus team, though, you, you could say whatever you want to say. They really, they wow. are for one another. I mean, I could see uh, the, the the goalkeeper. Is it Pin- No, Pinzolio. Pinzolio Pin- 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 hugging everybody. He's, ch- he's paid to do that. You know, <laughs> Perin. Perin is, is, is hugging Di Maria. Everybody is, is hugging each other. I mean, there is some, even though they had a lot of things that went on this year, but I it seems like the team is together, and that has to also do with Allegri. Danilo did a, I think Danilo did a good job when there was all the fighting afterwards. Mm-hmm. He was the only one that was saying, "Guys, you know, we just won a game. Why are you getting a red card? Paredes, why are you getting a red card? Why yeah. are you fighting with people?" He pulled them away. 
Uh, yeah, I think Paredes genuinely yeah. prefers fighting than playing football. Yeah, you know, he picks a fight with yeah, literally yeah. everyone, and he doesn't play much. Let's Listen, go to Milan. Well, very quickly, very quickly. I know. I just want to say something else. Antonio, no, me I and you were going to fight after yeah, this. Yeah, let's have a fight. Yeah. Uh, let's see. One thing, yeah, one thing that I wanted to summarize: inter inter uh, um, lack of productivity. It's again, I don't believe much on coaching being factors, but Inzaghi has been a factor for you guys. You're taking away your best player and you bench him while you need him at the time that you need him the most just because he got a yellow card. You got to be kidding me. How many more times do you have to be criticized about making these stupid moves? Don't, doesn't he read the paper? Does he know to read this guy here? All the time, he makes the substitution that he's not supposed to make. You, I mean, I understand you have somebody just as good as Barella. Barella is what the best player in the, not for Inter. He's the best player inside of the entire nation. And you take him out when you need him the most. You must be an idiot. I mean, hey, you gotta be kidding me. Okay. Somebody needs to sit him down and just say to him, you don't do those things. Yellow card or no yellow card. Maybe if we make a phone call over there, since you know people. What happened to Milan this week? With what happened to your defense? The defense that was so solid, right. that hadn't been conceding, and then... It hadn't been conceded. The defense was very weak in the month of, in the month of January. We had a decent month of but February. Since going back to the three man with Tomori with Chow, it seemed like you fixed things. But then on this match, you got caught out so many times, and in the end, you lost because it's of that. The, it's not, the defense is not a problem. It's the lack of the concentration that the defense has because the defense is there. They not focused. So isn't that a problem? It is a problem. It's not a big problem. It's a major problem. When you see Kalulu and Tomori, and the people Chow. that you and Chow, the people that you rely the most, making those three huge mistakes, that's the game. It's right there. We managed to score the goal, a tie goal that Ibrahimovic screwed up on the first penalty. Then we were lucky enough to get the penalty back and, uh, and tie the game. Two minutes later, we found ourselves uh, uh, down 2-1. I was watching the, uh, the, the, the game with uh, Mr. Producer over here, and I said, even before he started, he's my witness. AC Milan is going to lose the game today. Sure enough, that's what we did. And you know what? But what we does did? that come down to? What does that lack of focus come down to? A lack of focus. From the defense. They don't. They. I think the three game, the three, the three, uh, the three man defense. It's not. It's not our uh, our uh, strength. But it stopped Tottenham over two legs. Uh, Harry Kane wasn't Tottenham, even able to score. Tottenham plays an goal. offensive game. Uh, Tottenham plays an offensive game. And uh, you know uh, the, this guy here. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the, the coach of uh, of uh, uh, no Sotil. Sotil. He plays a total different style. Sotil is not going to be Sotil. He, he, he put the eye press so every time AC Milan had a possession, they had already one or two, one or two players right on top of it. They didn't make you think. Actually, they took the game to AC Milan, and the strategy worked perfectly. They have people that they have so much more power physically. They are those people they can really run you over. They're like, uh, you they know, they have a great mix of uh, of really being physically dominant, but also domination, techni technically it, strong players on Udinese. Technically, they're not second to anybody, yeah, but really physically, they, they're the yeah, most they're dominant monsters. team in all the Serie A. Sotil focuses say. a lot on uh, on the fitness of the squad. You so, can see that impact in them. I don't know what happened to Sotil. They must have said something because he got a red card. He was complaining about the second time yeah, around that yeah, Milan was awarded a penalty. penalty. But I, I must say something that uh, Tiao, he, he disappointed me on this on this game. He had done such a uh, a very well job in the previous games, like he said in Tottenham. But mm. in this game, he really disappointed me. I mean, Beto. I mean, 
I don't know too much about Beto. He's a good player. Mamma mia, this guy is all he's over. up there. He's got skills. He's strong. He's a real athlete. He's really, I, I was really impressed with this guy. Uh, <coughs> but I got to tell you something about AC Milan. You have players like Salamakers. I don't know if he's, uh, uh, I don't know, you know, where to put him. I don't know. Oh, what to do? Nice Salamakers, yeah. Messia, uh, DKC. This uh, the guy, you messed up all three uh, names uh, wrong. <laughs> Salamakers, Messia, CDK. CDK. I mean, I don't know. But this guy's uh, just wow. um, your midfielder is um, is a disaster. It's a disaster. But we're still in Champions League. Where are you right now? Where are you? Uh, I think you are uh, you are playing with a you, bunch of lousy team over there you, in the UEFA League and I don't even know if you're going right to make it. Right now we're talking about AC Milan. It just goes to show you, but aside from Napoli, it's been a very mediocre season for a lot of these teams. And then we talk about why, you know, versus Tottenham, because there's a lot of coaches that say, like, if I need to motivate you, Mm-hmm. versus the big team, then you shouldn't even be here. Mm. So when you come against this big team, Tottenham, and there was an ob- objective where you got to be solid defensively, we're going to strike on the counter, we're going to mm-hmm. be, you know, um, these double lines where it's midfield and defense that are very, very close and tight, then it's hard to to get the, the goals against, right? It's it's hard to, and let, to, to succeed. Let so, me finish up. Go ahead, go ahead, Pete. Go yeah, ahead. but going to Udinese, I mean... This is a team that you said it before, like they have not knocked off some of these top teams, right, in the league for uh, this whole season. And they've been a very, very well oiled machine. Without even um, De Lofeo as yeah. well. Mm. And this kid, Beto, I mean, also last year, he was pretty good with Udinese. I think, what was it, three, four years ago, he was actually playing in the fourth division in Portugal, yeah. this guy. Mm. And he's just like a physical specimen. I mean, the guy is. Uh, big, strong, and he's very technical also for he's his, and he has some movement for his size. So he's good, what he said too, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he he knows how to score. So I'm very interested in seeing Sometimes where he one can on one, he's where he little. can end up. But for yes. the guy, it's but, tough. You know, I take something positive from the loss of AC Milan because AC Milan, like you said, it's the lack of concentration that they bring. They bring when when they play lousy team like Udinese. I, but I like, is not a lousy yeah, team. I like to take my chance when we're going to be facing Napoli. I think we're going to give Napoli a hard time. Let me tell you something. We, we, we didn't get to Champions League. Oh, we didn't yet. get to the no, Champions no, no. League. Right? Let, let, let me keep my mouth, okay? The one I'll thing that back. Zlatan said, hmm. he said it's very different when you play last year as the underdogs. It's one thing. He said this Milan can't do that when they're the champions of Italy. Playing as the champions of Italy is very different because everyone comes at you. Does it? Of course, last year, we already agree. We know the conversation. They overachieved by winning the Scudetto. Is that really what it comes down to in this moment for why they're dropping points against teams that they should not be dropping points against? I mean, I think a big part for Milan winning last season was they were the underdogs to win it. So they didn't have the same amount of pressure to perform like they do this season. You think that's what it is? I think that's a big part. I'm not saying that's the only part, but it factors with a lot of players not performing like they did from last season. Mm-hmm. Um, and just in general, a funky season like Peter was saying, except for Napoli. But I do think when there's less pressure on you, just like with Inter, when they were defending champions, it was hard to keep that rhythm going because everyone wants to take down the champions of Italy. Or now we're the champions of Italy, we got to play even better. And it's hard to replicate something like that. My only thing is, like, I, I definitely agree with the concept. And I remember Conte used to always say, 
uh, and ever, uh, many players uh, and coaches just say it's uh, it's hard to win once. It's even harder when you have to, to win continue. twice. Oh, yeah. But my only thing is, I know the thing with Champions of Italy, but you're still Milan, you're still Inter, you're still Juventus. No matter what, those teams they always want to go out against them. So I'm like, is it really a difference if they're champions of Italy or not? But I also think that not to cut you off, but both Milan and Inter have not built on this team. Yeah, I mean, Milan, you win the Scudetto. You got to build on top of this team. CDK. Who did you get? CDK, who has been a bust. You know, I'm not saying that he's but garbage, out of, but uh, he's, he hasn't out, played his part. No. Okay. And what about so, Leal? So out of... He's uh, talking about new players. I know, I in. know. But out of this team, which sometimes Leal, I don't know, it bothers me, is... Uh, Body language. Body language bothers me at times. Bothers you, bothers me 10 times more but than if it bothers you, you. If you take out uh, Leao from this team, is there a player there that you really, no. oh, no. I wanted this player on no. my team. Like yeah. no. Magnan, besides Magnan. Yeah, I mean, there's not a player. I'm, I'm saying a, a field player. Who, who's the player? Who's the player that you say, you know? No, in the attacking, in the attacking third, you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. I think this, you're absolutely right. And you know, not So last form. year, the team, they all played well together. For each other, they played Yeah, for well. each other. Yes. They had a good, a, a good team. And that's why you did well. But there is not really a player that I say, oh, I'm going to start my team. I'm going to get this guy from my season. No. And Tonali fell from last season. If we're picking players from last season oh to this season, God. they look like completely yes. different players. Yes. He's had some good moments, but yeah, I agree. And doesn't yeah. have that. Manian was injured for a few months. Right. Uh, Manian you know. is top. Let, let's, do, let's do the Champions League draw. Okay. Because I think uh, we, we were all talking about this the nights before. Could not have gone any better. For We're not talking about teams. Napoli, by the way, because they steamroll every team <laughs> every weekend. I'm saying the draws. The draw could not not have gone. Be- oh, yeah, I was yeah, saying yeah. for the oh, yeah, against yeah. Torino. Guys, uh, if you didn't know, Napoli, Napoli beats every team comfortably. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll throw them in. We'll throw them in when well, we talk about uh, when okay. we talk about Napoli in the draw. The draw could not have gone any better. Uh, I mean, my my big. I was begging to just get. On one side of the table, all three Italian teams, so that it gives us a great chance. No brackets. And then. Also, we avoided to put like a Manchester City or a Bayern Munich um, or uh, one Real of the Madrid. Real Madrid, Madrid on on that side as well. We got Inter against Benfica. We got Napoli against Milan. I was begging. I wanted um, Inter versus Milan, but I'm not going to be picky because I, I think we did good enough. The one thing I would say, um, we could break down each draw if you guys want. Benfica is not a team to over overlook. I think that a lot of people are making a massive mistake overlooking Benfica and thinking that this is an easy draw. Number one is Champions League. Everyone's an easy draw. Is it better than getting Bayern Munich, Manchester City, Real Madrid? Yes, absolutely. But I've watched a lot of Benfica. They play the right style. They Mm -hmm. like to attack you. They topped the group with PSG and knocked Juventus out of the Champions League. This is a team that plays progressive football. It's a team that's lost their star player with Darwin Nunez, but they're able to keep going. They're able to push forward. So I think it will be a tough match for Inter. It's about 50-50. The people that think that Inter is going to pass like nothing, I think it's a, a big mistake mm-hmm. to overlook mm-hmm. that. And ben, I, I just want to say, and Benfica does not play defense. They bring the game to you, which is which is kind of questionable. How do you feel about the draw? Listen, uh, how do I feel? I feel good in one sense that mm-hmm. you're not versus Man City, Bayern Munich, or Real Madrid. I think that's definitely something that you could say, hey, versus Benfica, I can see Inter pass. Mm-hmm. That That's, yeah, that game. You can see them. Oh, if true. I had to verse Real Madrid, Man City, I would say no. You know, 
Just Maybe you're not going to bring the, the, the motivation that you will bring against Real Madrid or Manchester City. Listen, Over there, you're United. in the quarterfinals. You, you, you have, have to motivation. be motivated to oh, get okay. to the next round. There's All money right. on the line. There's there's an opportunity to get into a semifinal final. Um, but Benfica play good football. They're in first place in Portugal. By Ten points. You know they wow. they steamrolled uh, the team uh, prior. I forgot now the the team that they versed. Club Bruges. Club yeah. Bruges. They steamrolled mm. them. I mean, six, it's, it's, seven goals. It's going to be a very dangerous game, um, especially the way that Inter so far are playing, right? Mm. Um, I think a lot goes into uh, the game when if you're not feeling it or the team is not performing, you're going to also show that in the Champions League. So already within Serie A, we lost to Spezia and Juventus. We narrowly got through versus Porto. So we're not playing great. So we'll have to see now the next game. I think they have a game or two games before they actually have to mm. play versus Champions uh, versus Benfica, and that's going to be a determining factor for this Inter. I want to ask you a cool question, P. Were the expectations for Inter's Champions League campaign met, or if I told you in the beginning of the season how far Inter could go, would you be happy um, with this, or you think considering out the, round, the quarterfinals? Well, I'm saying before the season started, and now uh, considering hey, the round, you're, 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 you're happy at uh, at this stage of the Champions League. I mean, there was no major investment for this team. We have zero money, and well, Lukaku. Listen, Lukaku is a is a. Uh, but that was a big one a, to bring in, though. Regardless of how he performed, mm, that was a no. I, I don't consider it a big one to bring in. He had a terrible Are season you kidding last me? year. That was your best player. I mean, he won you the <laughs> that was the only too, player that we had. But he won you the Scudetto. But also. he was terrible last year. Are you on kidding me? A more important guys, player to get. You passed on Dybala to get Lukaku. We're arguing, we're arguing if Inter signed one player. There's teams that they signed 50 players. Yeah, I know. I get, to try to get. Lukaku was Lukaku was a player that. Inzaghi wanted. Yeah. Maybe he made a mistake going after Lukaku compared to a Dybala. Dybala. The top player. But Lukaku last year was probably one of the most miserable seasons. Okay, from a striker. Yeah. And you, and he you, came and you here. took him into, into the squad. Why? Because he played out of necessity. That interview, though, but he out performed that Inter the season before. So, okay. Either way. I th- anyway, go for what, it. What, what's uh, I don't know too much about Benfica. Mm-hmm. What's the strength of Benfica? Do they have individual players or they, is a team? Is the the strength? Both. Is the the team? Honestly, both. Yeah. Who is the best player for uh, for Benfica? Joao Mario. Joao Mario scoring a lot of goals. Who could make it in They got a good, very good young striker, Gonzalo Ramos. So I tell you right now, I don't know much about Benfica, but Inter. You can go through, okay? Yeah, yeah. you got you, you got a very good goalkeeper. You have a screen. Is Skriniar coming back? Hopefully, by okay. That. So yeah. Skriniar come back. You have a good defense. Mm-hmm. You have Barella midfield with Brozovic, who's yeah. a, who, who, who for this game it could be up front. You got uh, you got world champion uh, Lautaro. You got Lukaku. You got Zeko. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you got a good team. Lukaku oh, scored in Champions League as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't. You, know, you can yeah. beat Benfica. I tell you yeah, right now. You can I don't, beat Benfica. Yeah, I don't mean could. to say, to sound uh, like I'm not happy to have <laughs> Lukaku. The thing is, for Inter to get to the quarterfinals, I think is a success. Where. But you can start, you can win season. you can win. Catano, oh, no, we know. But look at Catano. Get your fifty fifth. You can't play the same player against Juventus and look Gattano. how they play. Depends the way how they perform. Gattano. Well, over over. I think also over two legs. What's very interesting is you're playing away first. Italia. You can you know exactly what's going to happen. Inter's going to go to Portugal, yeah. not to concede a goal, <laughs> and they're going to try to bring it home yeah. to the San Siro. I don't know. I know you're not going to. If I reverse that situation, you would not have been happy with the way that I I phrased it either way. It's better to play away. I think we took the port, we took the Benfica side. 
from the Inter side, I think not many teams want to get paired up with Inter because they're an annoying team to play against. They're scrappy. They have no shame yeah, in scrappy. the way that they defend. They're happy to do it. They, they have no get, shame, you mean? No shame. That's what I said. And how, okay. they, def- and how they play. Okay. They're, they're okay with doing that, and I don't think that that will be fun, and I think that Inter can cause Benfica a lot of problems. My only thing is I've seen a lot of the other side. I've seen a lot of the push of, oh, Inter's going through against Benfica no. when you just read names and you read history. But right. when you watch games, you know that Benfica's a, a yeah. good team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that Marco, the Gaetano was using with Peter before, it was, uh, was uh, telling the, the, the full story. Let's talk about Milan and... Uh, <laughs> Milan and Napoli. Mm-hmm. Milan and should go through. Absolutely. Okay, I, I have confidence. Sure. I do. Would you rather have me, uh, Napoli or Benfica? Either or. When you play if the you Champions the, League at the quarterfinal, okay, so I think you, you have to take your chances and you have to just uh, put it on the field. I think Milan needs the motivation and I think Napoli will be a big, a big motivation for us to uh, to take the game to them. I, I think that that's another one where I feel the same way, where I think everyone has Napoli just automatically going no, into the semifinals. And I think that people, I, I feel like it's they think it's like a video game, Champions League. Yeah, We've yeah. seen Lyon knock out Juventus and then Manchester City in the same season. And you want to talk about, you know, how much money is invested or whatever. You can make those examples. The Champions League, anything could happen. For them, for, you know, Milan had the lowest probability of going through. But I think Milan is not a fun team to play against either. Yeah. Again, they kept Tottenham at bay with the zero goals. Um, they have this feeling of the champions. They got Paolo Maldini who talks to the team. The guys won five Champions Leagues. I believe that history of a team matters. I know we had this little discussion here before. If if it does, if it doesn't, I think that it bears weight. It gives you a belief within your squad like, hey, we're meant to go far. But then again, Napoli is the most informed team, I think, in all of Europe. They play an incredible style. It's a huge... I think they also see the path forward where they say, hey, we've been in Milan before. We know that we're better than them because technically they are better than them on paper and by the way that they play. They're better than them. Then they know if we go to the semifinals, we can play. It is a massive path to get to the Champions League final. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Napoli know that within themselves, if they play their game, I think they could beat any team. And I really think even in the Champions League final, if they get paired up with the Real Madrid or Manchester City, maybe maybe they will lose the game. But I think they give all of those teams an incredible fight. And I think there's that belief within this Napoli side that says, hey, if we stick to our core, if we stick to what we've been doing, they can make an already incredible season become a dreamland scenario that no one ever could have predicted. I counted 10 times you said the word if. If we do this, if we do that, we're better than them. That's but if I we said. do that, if we still with our game plan, we don't, it's all of this if, 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 if. At the end of the day, okay? At the end of the day, AC Milan is not going to just lay the red carpet for Napoli and is going to just let Did you hear any up. of the beginning of what I said I about I Milan? know, I said that. Repeat. I know, but like let me just say something. I hear, I hear the same sayings. Let me say something. Mr. Molinari, cut this part <laughs> yeah, Let me say something. Just mute for this podcast. He's going to be bad, bad, bad problem because AC Milan has got nothing to lose. Napoli's got a lot to what lose. What do they have to lose, In, Napoli? Oh, yeah, they have to. Oh, yeah, they're well, winning they a Scudetto. You guys have everything to lose. They have to win the Champions League. They have to win the Champions League. The Napoli, they have the team to win the Champions League. They have to win the Champions League. The pressure is on them. The pressure is on you guys. No, it's not on us. We made it to the quarterfinal. It's a great achievement for us. In the beginning of the season, they were laughing at those guys. You were the first one laughing. And then the other guy that is even, that's not a quarterfinal team. We are on the quarterfinal. About Napoli, I think there's pressure both ways. I don't like the game of who's got more pressure, who doesn't have more pressure. Napoli's playing with house money this entire season. Exactly. Is, let's just be straight with that. Yeah, for sure. There's pressure oh. from both of their sides because I do understand where Antonio's coming from. Meaning they have this ability to go on 
and play just because of their style of football. So there is pressure in that sense, but at the end of the day, nothing would be a disappointment. No. As long if as they they win that, as wins, they nobody's going to be surprised, I hope, right? I think a lot We're of, gonna, I think a lot of people of course, would why? be. So why? Why? I think a, because because they're how many points above? They're double so digits what? points above Milan. That's nothing to do. Leave the campionato. We're not talking the campionato. The, 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 the topic right now is Champions League. AC Milan has won seven Champions League. Napoli, as far as I know, none. Okay, but this, but this is so this is not. We're talking but. now. We're talking now. When it comes now. down to the big games, when it comes down to the big games, I like to know what uh, Spalletti is gonna have to be able to put on the on. Uh, on have the, you watch any of the? I just hope that Doesn't you don't get five. Matter. I just hope you don't get oh. five. Five what? Five goals? Bananas. All right. All right. I like to see you <laughs> maybe not getting five not because you're uh, on uh, on the same path over there. So, so uh, talking about history. Okay, uh, I hope that Napoli doesn't wake up because right now they're they're playing in a level that they are in a dreamland and whatever everything that they do it works out. I mean, beating Torino for nothing, I couldn't believe it, but <laughs> it happens. So I hope that they don't wake up. But talking about history and what Marco was saying, I remember Sir Ferguson, the best coach ever. There was a game Cosmos against NYCFC. Okay, NYCFC at Villa from Real Madrid. He had Pirlo. He had all the best players Barcelona. Uh, from Barcelona. And uh, Sir Ferguson said, uh, the Cosmos are going to win tonight. <laughs> I thought this guy's crazy. You know that the Cosmos beat NYCFC? In mm. the, and it was the champions of the Open Cup for, yes, uh, mm -hmm. for United States. So history sometimes has a lot to say. And if you have somebody like Maldini on your side... They can prepare the the team. I think that that goes a long way. But you're gonna lose. But I'm saying history has a lot to do with it. We're gonna lose. So you're saying <laughs> that we're gonna lose. Yeah. I like how you said. Oh, I said very encouraging, like by the way. Yeah, you're gonna lose. Very but encouraging, by the way. Shake my hands. <laughs> shake my hands. You said we're gonna lose. All right. All right. But history has a lot to to you do with it. I and if Maldini. Um, I would, if I was a team, if I was a player, I would like to have Maldini next to me, you know, on the on, on the locker room. He wasn't on the and talk to again. me before the game. I think that does a lot. We're talking about one game. We're not talking about uh, the Campionato. Okay, it's totally different. Two games. That's two games. No, I'm saying it's one one game where a second, you know, that series. It's a series. It's a series. One series. You only have to win one game home and maybe tie the other game you don't even have to win both games you can win one game and the other one you could tie and you can still go through um it's not inter juventus of sunday of yesterday which is the campionato it's totally different when you play in champions league it's a totally dif different atmosphere there's a totally different um the players are, are mentally and that's why i like my chances they prepare that's why i like my chances sure. who let's make just quick who is, who's playing home with the first one mm. Uh, I think Milan it has to be Milan. I think Milan is playing. Milan yeah. playing home because Inter's away first. Yeah. Okay, good. Let's make quick predictions. I say, uh, yeah, who goes out of the, who goes out in each one? Inter, Benfica. Uh, I would say Inter goes out. Mike, uh, wait, wait. Inter go to the next round. Go to the semifinals. No, goes out. They they, they, they out don't. of the Champions League. They go so out. Benfica go through to the yes, next round. Benfica goes. Through. I think Inter are gonna go through. I think Benfica are gonna go through. Honestly, I think Inter is gonna go through. No? I hope Inter goes through. What do you think? But what do you think? I don't know. Just say it. That's a fact. Inter. Inter goes through. Okay. Okay. Uh, Napoli or Milan? Who do you think is going to go through? Milan. Mike. Napoli. You know why? I have 
I, I, I will be honest. I want Napoli to go through. I want Napoli to go to the final because I think Napoli, for the Italian teams, has the best chance to win in the, the Champions thing. League final if they played against one of the top teams. There's some weird part. My brain says Napoli is going to go through, <laughs> but I have a feeling that Milan will do it and yes! it will cause an upset. <laughs> I'm not shaking your hand. I don't want this to happen. I want Napoli. But I have a weird feeling. I like this guy. I have a very weird <laughs> feeling. It's a prediction. It's not a... I don't know. Like a, I like it because you feel I, uneasy I predicted, about yourself. I predicted Tottenham to go through it too, so I, I haven't been right. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, good. <Do> <laughs> I predicted what, Porto. I, I've gotten everything wrong. Uh, no, <laughs> Napoli's going to go through. I think over, over two games, Napoli should go through. Napoli over one game, through. they'll go through. <laughs> they don't need the second game. <laughs> They they steamroll. I'm just being honest. On the Napoli's incredible, the it's best okay. team in Europe. It's okay. I'm being honest. The four zero. Osimhen two goals. Fada goal. What, no, whatever it happens. Oh, whatever it happens. It is. Watch out for this. Do you want to put it on? Andrew? Whatever happens, you're Pete, not you going put to it the on. final. Who? Whatever happens, you're not going to the final. No, this is. <laughs> so you're going to lose the final to the Champions League. So you're you not, still give a small chance to AC Milan or what? What, what are the chances? Give, give, give I, me a percentage. What are I, the chances? I told you what I told. I already told no, you what I told. Numbers. Napoli is going to go talking through. About numbers My now. history has a lot to play with it. Napoli is going to go through. Okay, that's it. That's so what is that? 70, uh, uh, 80, 20? What is it? <laughs> well, well, just say it. <laughs> say it. Say it. Oh, say it. I thought, just remember this mask. <laughs> <laughs> say it. He's going to say what is nightmares. So. 70, 30, 40, 60? Well, what is whatever. it? Whatever. Napoli is going to go through. Okay. You're confident about yes, that? Yes, I'm confident. Okay. I'm very confident about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the podcast. Guys, everyone, <laughs> thank you for watching. We'll talk to you soon. Ciao, guys. Ciao, guys.